Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. They did find a body. <laughs> well... But not his. They couldn't identify because it was missing a head and hands and feet, which stinks of Russia, doesn't it, to me? Yeah, that is how they you, just uh, decapitate, get rid of the hands and feet. The worst thing about that is if they still have the dick, because then there's only a few people in the world who can identify your dick, right? Mm-hmm. People who've had a good time with it. Yeah. So then you have to bring bring in some <laughs> bring some crying woman is into this our his room dick? and be like, "Listen, are those his nipples and is that his dick?" And then she goes, like that. "Oh, I only ever saw him with an erection, so uh, you have right, to now get right. it hard and pump it full of blood." <laughs> what is about his nipples? I is only I only saw her saw his nipples when they were rock hard <laughs> with tassels on them. <laughs> <laughs> so you just got this. Okay, put tassels on the nipples <laughs> of the headless, fucking legless, armless body. Okay, does that look like him now? Well, he was dancing. Uh, he used uh, yeah, to dance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, make it jiggle the corpse. Does it look like him now? If you imagine his head and arms and legs and feet and hands and nose on that, does it look like him? The year is with Red and Bobby. Welcome to... Oh. <laughs> what? That's how I say welcome. Okay. Welcome... To the Year Is Podcast. The podcast where every episode... We travel back to a year in history. We talk about the weirdest, the most interesting, the strangest things from that year. I'm Bobby Mayer. This is newly convicted Red Richardson. Let's yeah. leave it there. We don't need to go into the what. We don't. I can't legally talk about it. The wh- yeah. Well, you could. I'm appealing. But I don't think I'll win because I am guilty. All I heard was a P, and then I thought you're going somewhere else. Oh no, no, no! I've been look, I'm caught bang to rights, and sometimes you just got to go. You got me, you know. <laughs> anyway, how is everyone, Jody? How are you doing? You're ill. Yeah, yeah. I saw you message our Patreon saying you've been partying too much. What the hell is that about? Oh, there was a great uh, Japanese DJ visiting mm-hmm. uh, the UK for the first time. Yeah. Uh, so he was playing at Peckham Levels on Saturday night. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, I know the guy that was kind of tour managing it, and he said they were doing a secret gig the next night in Brixton at the chip shop. So I went down to that. DJ. In the chip shop? Yeah, it's called the chip shop. It's like okay. a hip-hop uh, restaurant. A hip-hop Very restaurant? Yeah, they have like massive hip-hop like performers. What do they serve? So this guy came from Japan to DJ at a restaurant? Mm. No, he played at a kind of day festival in Bristol. Uh, DJ Coco, and then he played uh, 
yeah another gig in Peckham Levels at a night called Soul Train. Yeah, and then they did a like short minute gig at the Chip Shop. But that yeah, DJ Yoda played a very short, like surprise set. DJ Yoda is such a DJ's name, isn't it? Who yeah, is yeah. He? Is he a big star? Yeah, he's an yeah awesome DJ. Plays a lot with kind of audio visual stuff. Uh, the Ice Teas played there. Chuck D. Mm. What, what food there. do they serve? Really great burgers. You yeah. really like them. Snoop yeah. hot dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Burgers named after people. Yeah. But then what happened? Why are you ill? <laughs> because how did really you get ill from watching a DJ? Around. There's a really bad bug going around. I was in two very kind of like yeah crowded mm. spaces. With and how how late were you up? Saturday I was up till like probably four. Okay. And then the next night, I guess two. Oh, uh, so, so it was I a double double hand. Yeah, I didn't have too much sleep. I guess. Mm-hmm. Did you meet this Japanese DJ? I I didn't. I could have done. I kind of don't really get a thrill out of meeting people or getting photos with people. Just kind of like being there and enjoying smelling what's going on. Really? Yeah. <laughs> you have the vibe of an autograph collector. Mm. No, I'm I'm not at all. No, no. My dad and brother are, but yeah, I don't okay. have the vibe of that. No. Yeah. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Who has your dad got that's the best autograph? I don't know. He was quite into like Andy Warhol and stuff oh like yeah. That. So yeah, got quite a lot. Might be able to sell that. Like that. Yeah. I yeah. got George Best's autograph as a young boy. I said, "My name's Red," and he said, "That's my dog's name." <laughs> he had a dog called Red. Oh, that's nice. Oh, so it wasn't a George Best as a young boy. You got no, him as a young boy. I was. Yeah, a young I thought boy. you were saying you got him when George <laughs> no, Best was no. a young boy. I was about eight, and I got his autograph. I've never collected an autograph. I think I've been collected. So, well, someone's gotten you to sign stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm. You come out of a TV studio, you've just filmed a shitty television show, and yeah. there's a person there whose job is to get everyone's autograph in the hopes that that person will then explode and get famous, and then they'll, the so autograph will worth money. They do it every day, all day. That's their job is being an autograph collector. And they say, that's that self-hating gay guy from Ozark. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? No, that's not what they say about me. That guy was way fatter than I am. And I don't actually look, I look like I could be related to him. Yeah, I don't yeah. look like him. But uh, so, no, they say that's, uh, they look at the piece of paper. That's, and then they, they really don't know who you are. But then they go, oh, you're Bobby Mayer. Yeah. You know, and you sign. And then uh, I always think, man, if I ever get huge, then that guy's going to have some money. But then it hasn't happened, so mm. I really feel like every time I do it, I'm letting down the guy. No one ever asks for a picture at the right time, do they? No. When you're with friends, if they go to the loo, someone will ask you for a picture. Mm. Yeah, you want it to be seen. Yeah, know. by everyone. Yeah. Everyone has to know. Yeah. That's the thing. I, people who are like really famous people who go, I, um, you know, when it's, it's fine, I don't mind it, but if you bother me when I'm eating dinner with my family... I would love that because you're just reminding your kids and your wife, I'm what counts here. You're fucking I'm in nothing. Charge. Yeah. <clears throat> hey. Anyone else? You like your eating in this kid? restaurant? Yeah. You like that house we mm. live in? Yeah. That's all me. And the guy comes up and goes, "Sorry to bother you. I'm really sorry. Respect instantly. He's he's beneath you. Yes. <laughs> yes. I just want to say I'm a huge fan. I just bo- look at your kids and go. Bottom See? of the pack. Bottom of the pack. Daddy is better than you. So shut your mouth. And eat your food. That's, that, that's the that's first. That's paid for with I like, respect. I like that the first thing you want to say to your own children <laughs> in your fantasy is shut your mouth. 
you haven't even know these kids. You're not like, yet. before they exist, you want oh, them to they're, not I talk. Can, they're little shits already. No respect. Um, but also good for Rosie. Just turn to her and go, what were you saying about me being annoying? Because this guy thinks I'm God. Yes. So you shut your mouth. <laughs> Has Rosie been telling you you're annoying? Uh, probably. Just, I just, I just zone out. <laughs> and start imagining people asking me for selfie. You know? That's so weird. <laughs> what a, what a weird sitting on your couch yeah. fantasy to have. I was thinking the other day it would be quite funny to do if you with like a producer or something pitching something, and you bump into a friend but you're at like a cafe. And just pretending that you don't know who they are and they're a fan of your work. <laughs> Be like, Red, you go, hey, are you, hey, man, good to, good to see you. Anyway, and you go, I don't know who the fuck that was, you know. Yes. He must have liked the podcast. That's a great power move, actually. Mm. Sometimes I think I might be a, a sad, pathetic loser. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I think a better thing to do, though, if we're going down the road of, like, <laughs> like using people in that way would be, you just pay like five, let's say you're having a meeting about an idea. While you're in the meeting, you just pay five people to come up and recognize you. Well, that was, I had, remember. Because then people are like, oh my God, this guy's on the up. But you'd pay your fucking idiot friends and they'd mess it up. Yeah, yeah. They'd yeah. come up and be like, hey man, why don't you have five seasons in a book deal? You know, make it really over yeah. the top. I, um, do you remember that idea Super Dates? No. Have I talked about this on the podcast? No. Super dates, basically, out-of-work actors. And if you're an out-of-work actor, DM me on Insta, because I'm genuine about this. I think you just mean actor. If you're an actor, I don't like the out-of-work. It's mean, isn't it? It is mean, but also every actor is out of work. failed musician. Every actor is out of work. Of, uh, if you're not working. Yeah. You're not always acting, are you? Schwarzenegger. But so you get a load of actors. If you're going on a date, you pay for an experience. So, like, we pay one of our actors to come up and go, oh, are you two splitting the meal? Because... Women don't do shit, and you can jump up and be like, you're a misogynist, go fuck yourself, look like a hero. The highest experience you can get is the terrorist experience. Okay. So if you get on the tube with your date, you pay £400 for one of our actors to come on with a fake bomb, <laughs> and then you hold him down and undetonate it. And you're obviously going to get laid that night, and by the time she finds out that it was but just... You've, so you've never seen Kingpin, right? No, what's there's that? This, no, no, this is one of the best movies of all time. There's a scene in it It's uh, where it's so funny where Woody Harrelson, he's, uh, is, he's playing Roy, this guy who's supposed to be a professional, a big famous professional bowler, mm. but he lost his hand uh, because in a, in a bowling machine, so now he has a hook for a hand, mm -hmm. so he can't bowl anymore, so he's just a sad old guy, and it's 20 years later. And he, his landlord is played by, like, this incredible actor who, like, looks like the most disgusting lady of all time. And she's like, Roy, you owe me money. You know, she he owes this little woman money and he can't pay his rent. And then uh, sort of to, to delay his rent, he pays his friend to mug the woman. And then while he's mugging her. Nice. Uh, Roy throws his coffee in the guy's face. That's good. And uh, and then she he saves her, and then she's like, "Oh, don't worry about the rent." And then while she's doing that, the guy actually comes up to say, "Like, oh, where's my fifty bucks?" kind of thing. Mm. And then she sees him, and then Roy panics and throws like an actual hot cup of coffee at his face. <laughs> and then uh, she's like, "You know, Roy, Roy, you're gonna get he's like gonna be evicted." But then he has to have sex with her. 
to not get evicted. Well, there's a price for and everything. it's really hard. Jody's eating a banana. I am, yeah. Have you seen the news today that Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey are doing DNA tests to see if they're actually half-brothers? Why? That's so them. Uh, well, because they just feel so connected. They they do, but also <laughs> Woody Harrelson was apparently at like a family meal with Matthew McConaughey, and Matthew McConaughey's mum said to Woody, oh, Woody... I knew your father, and apparently, like everyone in the room, in the room at the table knew kind of what "knew" meant. Mm-hmm. Um, so slept they, with the father. Yeah, 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 yeah. But if she slept with the father, that um, okay, she would have then birthed Woody. Yeah, that's what doesn't make sense about this story. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. That oh, nine I months see. I forgot about, or whatever. So yeah, that, so they, so they have oh, oh, dads. so that implies she's also Matthews. He would be maybe Matthew McConaughey's father. Oh, I haven't seen that. Yeah, yeah. I like Woody Harrelson. His dad was a hitman, wasn't he? Yeah, yeah. And he apparently claimed to have assassinated JFK yeah. as well. Yeah. You'd think that she'd have mentioned that when they were like working <laughs> together, or even when they weren't working together, going, Oh, you know that other famous actor? Yeah, I fucked his dad and I yeah. was pregnant after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He wouldn't just go at dinner. Matthew, it's just dawned on me. <laughs> I shagged your dad. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, well, good to have you back. Are you feeling strong, Jody? Yeah, super strong. This Lucas Aiden banana picking me up. That's good. Good. But is there, yeah, you, you're just re- rejuvenating your system after your crazy weekend. Yeah. And, you know, it's good to have fun, but you can't live like a teenager. I can. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. Well, fair enough. <laughs> were there any ladies at the dance, Jody? There were, yeah. The dance. Yeah, the dance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you're old enough. That <laughs> language is, is acceptable. I, and the hit parade. 50's dad yeah. is making an appearance, everyone. Yeah, yeah. Jody was jive talking down at the dance. <laughs> so what? Did you speak to any women? I did, yeah. Met a nice girl. Because there was uh, women at, on the night on Saturday night. I wanted to talk to, which I didn't have any reason oh, to. No. But on the night after, I was like, oh, I think she was there. So that gave me kind of an open to. Oh, to you said you there last night? Yeah, yeah. And then did you get a number? No, I didn't. No, Do no. you have her Instagram? Yeah. Home address? Yeah. Nice. Good for you, Jody. <laughs> the sparks flew. They were, yeah, yeah. Mm, good for you. So, what year are we going back to? This year, we are going back to this, this episode. episode. We're going back. Not this year. Going back. And we're actually running out of years. We're not running out of years. <laughs> we've done 70 or so. How many have we done? Uh, this will be the 72nd. And yeah, you're right. We've run out. of That's all the years. Yeah, 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 you're not wrong. Since the planet started yeah. 90 years ago. <laughs> um, we are going back to 1956. Okay. And can I just say, this might be the best episode we've ever done. Let's... Save that kind of commentary for the end, <laughs> because you're really you, you're gonna have to now you you put yourself under so much pressure for these facts to be incredible. I'm not under pressure. I, I work well under pressure. Do you? Yeah, I'm like I, I think Orton Senna. Do you remember him? No, Orton Senna. Orton Senna, whatever. Jimmy. <laughs> now they say they say he was Orton under in, pressure, in so Brazil. he mispronounced it. <laughs> I he used to drive in the rain. Who like, is he? A Formula One driver. How do you not know who he is? He's like I a don't legend. watch your Formula One. Yeah, but you know who Muhammad Ali is, don't you? Yeah, because boxing is transcendent. Do you know who Rory McIlroy is? Yeah, he's a golfer. Of course, yeah, okay, I, okay. I love golf. Do you know who Cristiano Ronaldo is? He's a, He kicks balls. Yeah, exactly. Well, you should know who Orton Senna is. I guess what? I don't care about the car driving one. Okay, okay. Well, anyway, he died. 
uh, in a car crash. Oh, God. Well, yeah. It was, I it, miss him. But anyway, he was like a super competitive guy, but he, he loved it when it rained because it made all the other drivers more cautious, yeah. whereas he would just pedal to the metal. Yeah. Like me on this podcast. Okay. Anyway, uh, 1956. The General Electric Telecron introduces model 7H241, the snooze alarm, the first snooze alarm clock ever. And we're off to a flying start. That can't be. <laughs> that's the first fact. That is. That's what I thought. That was quite incredible. That How is incredible. How much do you use the snooze alarm? Uh, constantly. Everyone who's listening going, God, I didn't know that. The was- idea that you can hit a button... What if there's an alarm, but you hit a button and it goes off again in 10 minutes? That's a great invention. Yeah, but you're also not snoozing, you're just delaying stuff, aren't you? You're delaying the inevitable. That's an invention for human weakness. Yeah, yeah, basically. Like the snooze button, it was invented. Or not, it's also a terrible indication of like the system we've created for ourselves. Yeah. The fact that you need like a Wonga loan of snoozing. (laughs) (laughs) Just a button you can press. Lucky you get another 10 minutes before you go to the job that you hate, you know? Yeah. Not me though. Go to the job that I love, this podcast. Yep. It is is true. I just can't. I don't need to snooze alarm. I just get, I I don't sleep. No. I just wait to come here. It's been awake for days actually. (laughs) Yeah. But yeah, I've, I've used the snooze alarm for like three hours before. Because I literally just, I'll grab my phone so I don't keep up phone on the side counter. When when I've got the snooze alarm on, I just put it in the bed and hold it. And then <laughs> just, it goes every 10 minutes, I just go. And it's really satisfying. You're like, fuck off. <laughs> Who are you telling to fuck off in this? Joe? I don't the, know. The world? But just the world. Yeah, I think so. Because <laughs> sometimes, have you ever had it when you're asleep and you go, there is no point in waking up. I'm having a good time. Do you ever get that? Yeah, I rarely have nothing to do, but you can easily convince yourself there's nothing yeah. to do. You know, yeah. it's very easy to be like, oh, well, I can't. Oh, I have, and then about once I've convinced myself I have nothing to do, I'll waste an entire day. Mm-hmm. And then around four or five o'clock, I remember the fucking eight important things I was supposed mm-hmm. to do that day. That if I don't get done in the next 20 minutes, my life is going to fall apart. Mm-hmm. The other day I paid a speeding ticket. On the day where if I didn't pay it, I've had 30 days to pay it. And I paid it on the day where if I didn't pay it that day, I would have had to go to court and defend my speeding. Which I think would have been kind of fun. I've been trying to get hold of the people to pay a speeding ticket and I can't get hold of anyone. I've sent emails. Don't you do it online? But the thing is, it's not my car. I was a a named driver on the car. So I was raising mum's car and so she's got all that. So I've been emailing them and stuff like that. And calling, I called them on the way here, left a message. Didn't they eat? Well, when I got one, didn't they mail her a thing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've tried the number loads, not, just not answering. And they're like, due to coronavirus, I'm like, you can't still have this fucking voice now. Due to coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, it's over. No one cares anymore. Shut up. But yeah, so I might have to go to court. Who knows? Can I represent you? No. <laughs> Can we record? We could do a pod there, yeah. yeah. I do feel like that suit you have, your green suit, which is great. You wore it in uh, the Red Richardson special and at yeah. your wedding. And at my wedding. So, which I feel like in a way degrades your wedding. Ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I know what you mean, actually. I think it now looks a different way. Yeah, well, now it's it's just... Uh, mm. Well, the thing is, on, this, on the recording of the special, it just comes out as, like, grey. Yeah. Because the, the purple lights just killed the green. But so it didn't have the effect I wanted it to. I, think, I do think that suit in court... Would make you look guilty. It is a guilty suit. Yeah, it's a it guilty, de- definitely it's a guilty suit. The suit of a man who is going away for a long time for this speeding ticket. 
But I think with the snooze alarm, yeah, that's surely a sign of, hey, guys, maybe if we all slowed down a bit and didn't get up at 6 a.m., let's start getting up at 10 or 11, working for four. Because we're getting to a point, you go, how much more do we need? Let's find a cure for cancer and then stop, you know? Maybe some environmental inventions that, like, help us save the planet. But otherwise, I just think that when you get to the point where you go, oh, we could have this invention where people can press a button and sleep, and they get 10 more minutes sleep. Yeah. Does that actually help? Mm? Does the snooze button actually help? Well, because it's like you slowly wake up. It's like, hey, you, you got to wake up. That's not you... the point of it, though, is it? The slow. Well, it gives you 10 up. minutes more. And you go, oh, I can snooze for 10 more minutes and then press it again. Then you go, oh, I pressed it three times. Now I'm an hour late for work. <laughs> and I've been sacked. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> snooze alarm. <laughs> I'm sure I've seen studies, though, that it's actually more harmful. Just well, that's a terrible way to wake up. You don't want to wake up, go back to sleep for 10 minutes and wake up. Yeah. there's a good. Well, the best way to wake up, apparently, is you leave your alarm on the other side of the room. Of course. And then you just got to get up. The sun. I like I like um, <clears throat> the sun waking me up. What you do, you leave your alarm on the other side of the room, and then you pay a man with a bucket of ice-cold water to stand outside your window all night. Okay. And when you go to turn your alarm off, he just launches it in your face. <laughs> and then you can't get back to sleep. He launches it in your face and calls you a fat shit. And that's it. It's really good. We uh, could invent that. I'd 20, find, 20, 20 to the invented that. the man with the bucket. Someone called me a fat shit, though. I'd say, but I'm not fat. Yeah, but you'd be awake. You'd be pondering. Your mind's Am going. Am I fat? Who am I fat? But then you're in defense to? mode and you're defending yourself. And then you make a coffee and go down and kill the day. It sounds quite stressful, though. That's a stressful start. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do often think about home intruders, and if I started the day with a knife fight, I don't think I'd have the urge to go back to sleep. So maybe it's just like, mm. I just see someone in the house, then they pull out a knife, and then I find a knife, mm -hmm. and we have a knife fight. And then at the end of it, I find out their knife and my knife are both, like, not real They're knives. Props, the... But I still, like, have the adrenaline you get from a knife fight. That'd be an exciting way to start or the day. Or every day at 7 a.m., someone comes and starts laying wood against, firewood against your house. With fire lighters, and you just have to get up, otherwise they burn your house down. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, you don't yeah, have to yeah, fight yeah, 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 yeah. All you have to do is walk out and go, stop that now, you know? And then you're awake. Yeah. There we there we go. But if they if you don't do it, they will burn your house down. Yeah, that's the deal. Or what if they, they get your dog, mm -hmm. and uh, if you don't get out of bed, they take your dog. But do then... you know how much I would <laughs> sleep in if, if someone had Sonny? <laughs> no! I'd be like... See you all in two you, days. I'd get five sleeping. You wouldn't let get anything eight, happen eight to Sonny. Why, why do you hate, eight why do you hate Sonny so much? His name is, first of all, let's, his full name is Sunil Patel the dog, named after a guest of this podcast and of his own life, Sunil Patel. Yep, Sunil. So he, it's his namesake dog. But he's not. He's called Sonny. You didn't call him Sunil. Did uh, we you? did call him Sunil Patel the dog. Sonny is his nickname. Mm, yeah. Okay. So you hate? Why do you hate Sunil Patel the dog? I don't. I just don't. I don't hate. I don't you know. Jody, you hate Sunny, don't you? We all I, hate. No, Sonny. I, I like Sunny, but I'm not allowed near him. Have we said why? Because Sunny just starts pissing because he's so excited to see Jody. <laughs> yeah, he yeah. loves Jody. Yeah, because Jody has a weird like dog sex energy. Or has you ever seen the film Ransom? Uh, no. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um. Who's who's the lead in Ransom? Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson. There's a guy kidnaps his kid. Held him ransom, and then there's a whole like we're trying to get him back. The kid ends up coming back, and this guy's like, "I found him on the sidewalk. I saved him." Comes to collect the reward from Mel Gibson, and the kid hears the guy's voice, and it's like, 
fuck, that's the guy who kidnapped me because he's had a mask sure. on his face the whole time. And the kid just pisses himself. And Mel Gibson's like, you're right. And he just starts pissing himself. And he's like, "That, that's what, Sonny feels about Jody because after that walk he took him on with Jody <laughs> yeah, using yeah, the dog. We don't <laughs> we don't know what happened on that walk. So maybe it's not excitement, maybe it's heavy trauma. Yeah, just fear <laughs> from when Jody pretended he was his daddy. <laughs> but anyway, the snooze alarm. July 9th, 1956. Tom Hanks is born. Well. America's dad. Do you remember when he got coronavirus and that's everyone took it seriously? It really helped me to admit to myself that the pandemic was real that it was real mm -hmm. i remember pre that i was like oh, i'm not sure about this and then tom but it was like this thing and then you know tom hanks gets in and goes oh fuck yeah. this is real tom hanks has it yeah and his wife and he had aids in philadelphia so. and he did he did indeed now there's um so there's a whole movement the sort of uh q on guys are all convinced now he's part of like an occult oh. pedophile ring because he took a picture of him and he had a clock in the background and it had like burgers drawn on the clock and they think that's the symbol. What I don't get about these people who spot the symbols is you go, if these people are elite and as intelligent and powerful as you claiming they are, why are they leaving little clues for idiots like you, you know? For fun. Yeah. Because that, it makes you then feel smart. You're smarter than these people mm. who are running this but they go network. look at the hand symbol and it's like but why would it's you... an amazing feeling to feel like you know more than everyone else any gang past the age of 14 with a hand symbol isn't going anywhere you know what i mean okay well just you can say that but i happen to know some really cool hand symbols well actually i suppose the nazi salute caught on didn't it is catching on again yeah. is it i don't know who knows who the fuck knows but yeah tom hanks born the creator of Chet Hanks, his finest work, I hey, believe. Chet Hanks is actually, he's a good actor. He's a, good, a talented rapper. No, the other son's the good actor. No, that's Colin. He is also a good actor. Chet can act. Chet is... you got to check out Chet's acting. If you haven't checked out Chet Hayes, uh, is his name, go on... Uh, Chet Hanks. Yeah, he calls himself Chet Hayes. Oh, does he? That's his him? rap name. He's a rapper. Tom Hanks' son is a rapper, so go be sure to check him out, because there's a lot out there, and you can really get into it. Yeah, you know Colin Hanks. Mm -hmm. His uh, his mom isn't like Tom Hanks' current wife. I just like the idea that Tom Hanks is divorced. You know, that is true, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, Mister yeah. Perfect. Amer yeah, he's not so perfect. Is well, he's he? with Rita Wilson now, isn't he? Yeah, I'm gonna. Who's who is Chet's mum? Chet did acting classes, or no, he did a class seminar during coronavirus called "How to Break into the Industry," <laughs> which is because despite Does the fact anyone that, here have a dad, <laughs> uh, he's just been crashing Ferraris for ten years and still getting work. You know? Okay, listen, uh, who is your dad? Uh, uh, John Simpson. Mm. Who's John Simpson? I don't know. He's an electrician. Uh, nice mm. man. Okay. Yeah. Does anyone here have a dad who's Tom Hanks? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. That's the most helpful thing it, I can it, say. It is really have a parent. Is. Be born again. Yeah, yeah. Climb back up into your dad's nuts and hope that <laughs> get shot into someone more impressive. Yeah, yeah, exactly. There's actually a podcast. Some guy did a uh, film with Tom Hanks and. He got the role, and then they were on set, and he got sacked on set. For having cold eyes or whatever. The, yeah, 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 there's yeah, a yeah, whole yeah, podcast yeah, yeah. on it. And I, Tom I think Hanks he, went on the podcast. He got Tom Hanks on the podcast. Because Tom Hanks is the best guy. He's and they like, think he's like, oh, there was a video of him like telling people to fuck off or something. Uh, Tom Hanks was getting hassled by like loads yeah. of people. Paparazzi. Paparazzi, and, and one of them like stepped down. on his wife's ankle mm. or something. And he's like, get fuck off. And you're like, 
Everyone's like, oh, true colors. It's like, it's like 4 a.m. He's just gotten off a flight and there's just people flashing yeah. bulbs in his eyes. You know? Yeah, I'd say the same thing. I'd say, fuck off. If yeah. somebody mm -hmm. stepped on your ankle, yeah. somebody tried to hurt you, of course. I'd stab them. Also, what's your Uber rating? You know, all these people. It's probably two. I just think in like cool fight tactics. You're in a fight with somebody, right? It's mm -hmm. pretty even. Say to them like, hey, just so you know, when this is over, I'm going to go kill your family. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's a helpful strategy for a no, fight or they'll, not helpful? Them, they'll then go, well, it's imperative that I kill you in the fight. Uh, would that hold up in court, I wonder? I mean, I'm dead in that scenario. No, but if you go, he threatened my family, of course he would. And then the lawyer goes, what would you do? And True. then go, this is his family, True. and show, like, you know, Mabel, stuff like that, and go, wouldn't you want to protect that? Yeah, yeah, true. They blot out Sonny on the picture, obviously. <laughs> no, no, no one Sonny would, would be in court. He'd be my lawyer. Mm. A lot of people got dogs in lockdown. A lot of people got rid of dogs. They got lockdown. dogs. A lot of people got dogs, and I just... Dogs used to be for people who were working with the dogs. They're work tools. They're not to put in your handbag. They're not <laughs> to be these, like, dumb, loud things. And you go, what do you... Who, who's putting a dog Excuse in a me, Bobby. Do you have sheep you need herding? I don't see any sheep around so here. He's not a sheep Why dog. have you he's got a, a poodle? Dog? He's a poodle and What's a cavapoo. He for? He's a cavapoo. What's he for? He's for cuddling and kissing. What are you for? <laughs> I'm just saying, cuddling, kissing, <laughs> yeah, well. and podcasting. Well, interesting. Mm. But, you know, you, you do you, mate. Carry on. I will tolerate your dog. British Railways renamed third-class passenger facilities to second-class. What I love here is they just renamed it. They didn't make them better. So what, it used to be there was first class and then second class. And then third class. Well, there was no second. It just went first to third. Yeah, but then they don't even... So I think they there was obviously a stigma around third class, and then they just sort of... Uh, called it second class. Yeah, they just called it second class. They don't make anything better. Yeah. They just go... Which is weird when you get on a train. I love, uh, you know, when you're on a packed train, the first class is empty. You go, you, I'm sorry, you've got to let people in there. I think if everyone goes, then no one's going to get a fine. Yeah. You just have to go, you had to collectively agree. Like, that's I always sit in first anyway until they come. And then I go, and they'll go, can I have your ticket? And I'll show them the ticket. And they go, this is Stan. And they go, look around and go, oh, shit. I had no idea. I just thought you always got free tea I'm sorry, actually, my house is so nice that I assumed this was yeah. normal. I thought this was third class. Because it's not even that good, is it? No, and sometimes they're fucking rude. They're really rude. I've written. Bus drivers have gotten rude. I've been sworn at twice in the last couple of weeks. <laughs> I really feel like that might have something to do with you, it's though. nothing to do with <laughs> I me. Mean, I mean, people keep swearing at me yeah, wherever yeah. I go. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> What did you do, though? What did you do, is oh, the question. So I, no, I was waiting, and they always just try and drive off, and I'm at the bus stop, so I ran, and I banged on the glass, and he was like, you're going to break the fucking glass, and I was like, you stop the button, and he's like, fuck you, and I was like, fuck you, did and he? I went to go walk, just walk upstairs, and he's like, you still got to pay, so I'm trying to pay, and he's like, on the pedal. <laughs> just trying to make you fall. Yeah, but yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, you absolute prick. <laughs> but that's happened twice. There's been two incidents. Wait, wait so because I think I think what you're really saying is two times you've punched a bus and no, the driver's been annoyed. No, they drive past you and I run after them and they go because I don't think so they want to stop. Did you wave the bus down? Yeah, yeah, yeah. With? Stand there like that. And they didn't like the they didn't like the look of you, so no. they kept going. And I then make you sure they see punch. me. I put my hand really high up in the, the air like that, so oh, they I can, see, they I can see. see me. <laughs> but was there any resolution where afterwards? No, I just swore back. I said, "No, fuck you." And one of them, I took a picture of him. 
I'll find the picture. What are you going to do with it? Nothing. I just wanted him to make him, and it made him feel scared. He was like, uh oh, might lose my job. Oh, because, well, they could watch the CCTV back, right? Yeah, and he's swearing at me. I could just make a formal complaint and say he's swearing. And then, uh, you know. I feel like as someone who swore at a lot of people, neither of us can ever complain, like, officially that someone I've worked in cafes and stuff. I didn't come in, I go, oh, fucking hell, what do you want, you prick? (laughs) You know what I mean? You know, just I start being this ab- photo. Ab- abusive. Jody, the photo's going to be of, like, a child, because Red was in, <laughs> in his delirium, convinced himself that a child deserved to be screamed at. It wasn't even a bus. It was a bus driver. Yeah, yeah, it was a kid eating ice cream on a corner, and Red called the kid a cunt and knocked the ice cream into his fucking face. My therapist had, had a saying that once is a coincidence, twice is a pattern. So this is the second time Red's going to try and have someone fired for being rude to him yeah well, when was the other time this guy with the van in the how was my driving thing that's true actually yeah uh yeah red i'm I, entering uh, my snitch years i'm really <laughs> noticing a pattern of mm. of red mm. is this what the new red is like yeah i think so petty disagreements the with the service industry where red tries to get people fired no i just don't think you should like but it's yep. just interesting Red. that is three in a month as jody points that is out. true that is true I do, at some point it might be Where's you the picture he was turning his head to try and like, avoid me getting the photo but he just called me a prick i'm just like i'm you know i'm just getting on a bus this isn't fair how do you not have the photo maybe it was in whatsapp did you send it to somebody i'm just looking oh here we go found it there we go let me see him turning his head <laughs> but well, shouldn't you take a picture of like the license plate of the bus if you want no I, I, I wasn't i had no intention of actually snitching him out all i wanted to do is make him feel like i was gonna yeah and i just because he's just there calling me a prick and i'm like well you are still at work buddy so i just thought you know we're both back and forth i was calling him prick after me but he called me one first so i just pull out my phone and go like that and that's when he started to go you know Shit got a bit real for him, and he pussied out. <laughs> wow, Red. Yeah, <laughs> he knows. I will. If you mess around, I will call the authorities. <laughs> <laughs> You're such a fucking snitch. Um, the funny thing about first class is, is first class on trains is shit, isn't it? It's, that's what it's just. That should be standard. Yeah, first class is just you. You're treated like a human being, just remotely. Yeah, <laughs> remotely. Like, hey, you want some? You have eat? a seat. Oh, you're gonna feed me. That's nice. Yeah, 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 yeah. You get to charge your phone. Yeah, it's it's really bad, and it's now like four hundred quid to just get first class. Because third class, there was uh, famously third class on Titanic, which is mm. the lowest of the low, and they were the last ones off and probably all died. So. I mean, you don't even want to be first class on the Titanic. No. But I just thought if edgy chat crash. here on the year is <laughs> what? what class do you want to be on the Titanic? None. I want to be the guy whose job is to uh, fucking handle the lifeboats. Like your job is just always making sure the lifeboats are okay. <laughs> My job would. And have then been... before anyone, when everyone's like still like, oh shit, is everything okay? You just get in a lifeboat and you just go. Bye guys. I'd want to be <laughs> the guy <laughs> on the dock <laughs> who unties the rope and just gently kicks it off. Yeah. Yeah. Bye bye, everyone. Tester. I, I want to be the guy that when the Titanic tips up, I get to jump off and then smack my head off the. <laughs> oh, <laughs> God. Why? <laughs> Quicker death. I get, well, it looks fun. Yeah. And it was the most like, looks re- fun. memorable scene from Titanic. It was, yeah, it's that. memorably horrific. <laughs> yeah. The thing is, is I've had so many cold baths recently, my new thing. I don't know if I talked about it on here. 
been having cold baths. You've told us many times. So if I was in the Titanic, due to my superior um, breathing and circulation, I'd probably just survive in the water. And you do have like kind of like a fat. Is that what you're going to say? You've got more protection against the. No, but you do. It's true. I'm sorry if we were both naked in the cold. <laughs> you have a layer. But you die going outside now but in you, April in England. Yeah, because I you have a layer of walrus-like you, blubber. You, you would have died on the Titanic before it even crashed into the iceberg. Very cool. Because it was but so you, cold. But that is a fact, isn't no, it? No, but I've been Wim Hoffing so much, so I could. You'd be in there freaking out, and I'd just be regulating my breathing, being like, "Well, see, uh, and see then, you later, prick." <laughs> yeah, and then no, and then some some guy would be like serving drinks on the Titanic, mm. and then he. He'd say something and then you would complain about <laughs> yeah. it and you'd, you'd I'd be die filing in the a complaint department whilst, whilst, yeah. I, whilst the ship sank i'd be like look i need to I speak to like- hr yeah. <laughs> okay this is a good one british diver lionel buster crab was working for mi6 okay he dives into portsmouth harbor to investigate a visiting soviet cruiser and vanishes oh shit what if he was the soviet cruiser what what well, yeah. I, what if he was a Soviet spy? This is the problem with podcasts: is you always have to talk, and so sometimes you just say stuff that. What if it's him though? <laughs> what? What if he's Russian? Oh, you've made too much content. I think I think you're out of content. <laughs> what? What if he went to Russia? What if it's Vladimir? What is this? Is Putin's no. origin story? So basically, Crab. He was a uh, he was a frogman for the Royal Navy. You know what a frogman Putin's is? Putin's a frogman. Do you know what a frogman is? No. So you go, uh, you, you basically, you're a diver for the Navy and you'll go do espionage. Like you go underwater and you could place a mine to the side of a, of a ship and all sorts, you know? Okay. Yeah. Or like if a dolphin got caught in like a propeller, you could get the, help the dolphin out. Not if you're in the Navy. I don't think you care about the dolphin. Okay. Well, what if the dolphin's your best friend? That yeah okay that could happen. But anyway, oh no, no anyway, my dolphin. Point. Russia had come for a visit. Oh, the country of Russia. I don't think they all came. Who? Be specific. Uh, probably Krush. I don't know who came, but some Russian diplomats had come over, and they come on this ship. Okay. And the navy wanted him to check out the propellers and stuff, and just see if they had any new inventions on the ship. And yeah, cool. Uh, and just so like, just to report back, just scope, scope it out. Actually, now that I'm letting you speak, this is quite interesting. So the head of state, Nikita Khrushchev, and Nikolai. Bulganin on a diplomatic mission to Britain. They'd come over. Okay. And he was sent to investigate the propeller, a new design that naval intelligence wanted to examine. Sure. They want so to he dives into it. Portsmouth Harbour and his M16, MI6, sorry, controller never sees him again. Years later, a Russian who'd been on board claimed that the Soviets were expecting that night after being tipped off about the British operation by a mole. I love the word mole. <laughs> and that he dived into dark and dirty waters beneath the ship, um, and they hunt. So basically, they they sent men in. They hunted him down and slit his air hose and his throat with a knife. Just slit the. I don't think the air hose is necessary, but whatever. And then they took all his belongings from his hotel and just got rid of him. They just disappeared him to yeah, make, to so make he, it look. He's like... off Portsmouth Harbour, home of the Mary Rose, and he gets his throat slit in the harbour. What a job that is. Can you just dive into this dirty water and, and go check out check out the propeller? Yeah, I mean, you're a spy, though, right? That's a spy job. Yeah, but he's on his own land. He's not going abroad. It's quite ballsy. 
Yeah, these all the frogmen are really ballsy people. No, I mean on the Russians' part to kill. Well, somebody. they won't. Yeah, and but the thing is, problem with these. But if you go to Russia. They follow you everywhere. Yeah, right? of course like, they would. They're going to check your. But you're not allowed to kill the people following you. It's kind of just understood they're going to follow you around. Yeah, but I think the whole problem with these spy things is no one's meant to be doing it. Yeah. So they go, "Well, we killed him. Why do you care? He it wasn't just working." Seems a bit much to be killing the spy. I think they should have given a, a maybe a stern talking to, mm. and said, "Hey, hey, 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 stop no it! Leave our that. propeller alone, or just share the idea for the propeller." Well, I don't think they're going to do that, but this special propeller. Mm. He died for a propeller. But, yeah, very interesting man. I wouldn't want to fight underwater. There's also a theory that he uh, death by misadventure. British diving expert Robert Hall wrote in 2007 that crab had probably died of oxygen poisoning or perhaps carbon monoxide poisoning and that crab's age and poor health caused by his heavy drinking and smoking had made him unsuitable for the mission that he had been assigned. That's quite mean because the guy, you know, he's just trying to do a good job and then like, we think he died because he was fucking out of shape. Yeah. They never found his body. How do you know? Exactly. In support of Messenger Venture Fury, Hall noted that before disappearing on his second attempt to dive, on his first attempt experienced equipment failure, which suggested that Crab's equipment was not up to standard. Crab's MI6 officer, Nicholas Elliott, always took the view that Crab had suffered equipment failure or his health had given away and that his reputation had been unfairly dragged through the mud. Though, they did find a body. <laughs> well... <laughs> but not his. They couldn't identify because it was missing a head and hands and feet. Which stinks of Russia, doesn't it, to me? Yeah, that is how they you They just are. decapitate, get rid of the hands and feet. The worst thing about that is that they still have the dick, because then there's only a few people in the world who can identify your dick, right? Mm -hmm. People who've had a good time with it. Yeah. So then you have to bring, bring, in <laughs> bring some crying woman is into this a room his dick? and be like, listen, are those his nipples and is that his dick? And then she goes, like that. oh, I only ever saw him with an erection, so uh, you have right, to now get right. it hard. And Pump it full of blood. <laughs> what is about his nipples? I only, I only ever saw his nipples when they were rock hard. <laughs> with tassels on them. <laughs> so you just got this. Okay, put tassels on the nipples of the headless, fucking legless, armless body. Okay, does that look like him now? Well, he was dancing. Uh, he used uh, yeah, to dance yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Okay, make it jiggle the corpse. Does it look like him now? If you imagine his head and arms and legs and feet and hands and nose on that, does it look like him? Yeah. No, no, I don't think so. There's oh, a, God. That mole wasn't... He didn't have that mole. Violet Gibson, who attempted to assassinate Mussolini in 1926, dies in a mental hospital in England after a lifetime... Of imprisonment. Violet Gibson went up to Mussolini in 1926 with a gun. Yeah. Shot him in the face twice. He dodged one. The other one just smashed his into his nose. I hate to say it. In this story, Mussolini comes off quite well. He, um, he gets shot in the nose. They arrest her. He's like, don't kill her. Fuck it. It's fine. He gets a plaster on his nose. Okay. Carries on doing his little meet and greets tour. Yeah. And then the British are like, can we have her back? She's mentally ill. And we'll keep her in prison here. And then he goes, yeah, don't punish her, it's fine. So he just lets her go back. She walked up to him in the car. She had a rock with her. I don't know why. She wanted to break the window and then shoot him. First mistake, you can just shoot through the glass. Shoot the glass, I think as Mussolini Alan Rickman says was, uh, in Die Hard. If you think of Mussolini being on uh, Hitler's side, in World, Italy wasn't the most effective. Mm -hmm. It was the warful. But, 
Didn't they lose to like 400 people in Abyssinia, wasn't it? I don't know. (laughs) But I'm just saying like, you know, their support probably propped up Germany in some way. No. It just let them down. They tactically did really dumb things and Hitler was constantly being... I know, I know, I know that, but there must have been some... There was no benefit. Yeah. But Hitler was kind of aping Mussolini in his presentation. Mussolini was like the original kind of charismatic dictator, you know? Mm -hmm, He was was doing a lot of an impression of Mussolini in what he was doing. But I just mean, if you would have got him, would that have changed? What would have changed? Nothing. It wouldn't. There was a joke in the English army. They said, how many gears does an Italian tank have? And it said two reverse gears and one accelerator, just in case the enemy attacked from behind. I like that. Yeah. But no, they were they were like they got they did something in Greece. They they would they'd send like thousands yeah, I, of men, Mis- and then the local <laughs> pub would just empty out and go and smash the crap out of them. I bet, yeah, they tried to take Greece and it didn't go. Well. Didn't work. And in Abyssinia, there's like five hundred people without weapons who destroyed them. Really? <laughs> yeah, just face punches. <laughs> and, <stuff. laughs> and they're just like, I know, a pleaser. Where's Abyssinia again? <laughs> Uh, is that now Ethiopia? I think so, yeah. Yeah. They just fucked them up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They just fucking destroyed them. And Hitler had been like, don't go. Because even if they'd got it, tactically, it made no sense. Yeah. But they had, like, great uniforms, and they were just kind of poses, everyone. You know? They looked great. Yeah. So, so this woman, she had severe mental health throughout her whole life. And look, let's face it, being mentally ill in those... I, th- I think we've gone too hard, far with mental health these days, but back then... They didn't go far enough. They didn't go far enough. They needed to talk about it. You think when World War II started, Mussolini was now the enemy mm. of Britain, and they would have said, hey, let her out of jail. She's cool. Yeah, but I think I think the, the impression was... Look, she might try she to kill someone shoot, else. I don't think... I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't, there's no, like... She wasn't like an anti-fascist or anything. Oh, you know what I mean? She just like picked a man that looked hard to shoot. Just shoot the milkman. You can do it from your letterbox. Um, But she went for the she went for the big ones. She armed herself with a rock to break Mussolini's car window, and a Medell 1892 revolver disguised in a black shawl. She fired once, but Mussolini moved his head at that moment. And she shot his nose. That would be hurt, wouldn't it? And here's a picture of Mussolini with a little bandage on his nose straight after. Gotta say, there's something sexy about a fascist who's just been shot in the nose and just whacks a plaster on and and is still out um, doing his business, you know? That is pretty, that is, yeah. pretty good. Like Jack Nicholson in Chinatown, just like owning it. I haven't seen Chinatown. Yeah, it's awesome. He gets cut in the nose at the very beginning and he's wearing a bandage across his nose for the whole film. Ah, but uh, at the end, mm-hmm. most of the movie's not set in Chinatown. Then at the end, they go to Chinatown, and then uh, the last line of the movie is, "We're in Chinatown." Oh, really? That's why it's called Chinatown. Yeah. Oh, nice. That's good. Well, at the end, they go, "Oh, you know what? I really fancy now is some egg fried rice." Let's go to Chinatown, <laughs> and then they call it Chinatown. Yeah. <laughs> so she spent the rest of her life in a psychiatric hospital, St Andrew's Hospital in Northampton. Despite repeated pleas for her release, she died 2nd of May, 1956, and was buried in Kingsthorpe Cemetery, Northampton. Her legacy, The Irish Woman Who Shot Mussolini, is a 2014 radio documentary, was made by Siobhan Lenham for RTE Radio 1. So, maybe go and listen to that, because (laughs) you might know more about her by the end of that than you do at the end of this. I can I, I actually know a lot about it that I'm not saying. 
No, uh, fair enough, because we don't want to. Do you know, we don't want to step on RTE's you know, cover she, of it. Um, she had an average sized nose herself. Maybe she thought his nose was too big, and that was the whole thing. Maybe she was trying to get his nose shot off. Maybe um, she was in love with him. That's possible. Mm. That would suck, mm. though, man. You try to kill the man you're in love with, and then you're like. That was a mistake. Can we still be you'd have you'd know it's never gonna happen. She told interrogators she shot Mussolini to glorify God, who had kindly sent an angel to keep her arm steady. Not that steady though. But all in all, I think Mussolini actually fascist, sure. Hitler's mate, yeah. You know? Maybe not at the end. Responsible for a lot of deaths. But an early mental health campaigner. He, he literally just let this woman go back to the UK. He didn't kill her. Imagine what Hitler would have been like about that. But was that... Bloody Hitler wouldn't have... He would have been a that dick. because he didn't want to stir things up with... No, she's an, he fucking... She's Irish anyway, so yeah. the English didn't probably care anyway. What did Mussolini say? His famous quote, I'd rather live one day a lion than a hundred as a sheep. Which he said, cool quote, Mussolini hanged fleeing trying to flee italy when they'd lost the war yeah so you know couldn't the people how'd they kill him in there was it in they the street? hung him strung him up with his wife or mistress in the street bit Gaddafi-esque. yeah yeah she she was just like no no you don't we're on a break actually mm, yeah 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 no yeah. things haven't been going that well between us actually i think i'm gonna uh i'm gonna leave you yeah, yeah. If I was her, I would have really been like, I think we should see other people. Like the, the second <laughs> the armistice happens or whatever, and they're like, okay, the war is over. And you're like, she, I think she'd be like, oh, you know, I just don't feel the way I used to feel about you. Well, we they should... still love him then. Is, this, is it his granddaughter's still going in politics? Really? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Isn't Mussolini's granddaughter like constantly trying to get in power? Greta, Greta Thunberg. <laughs> the ne Nepo baby fascist. Yeah, Nepo. I was thinking about, you know how like some people like will do a show and they'll bring their parents in or like okay. a travel show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does that make them a nepo daddy? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, those people, those are nepo parents. You're you're a nepo yeah. daddy. Yeah, yeah. Jack Whitehall's dad's a nepo daddy. Yeah, nepo daddy. Oh, children. Yeah, they all his children have their own wiki pages. Probably not good. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Rachel Mussolini. Councillor of the city of Rome, granddaughter of Benito Mussolini. Okay, yeah, so I was right. Uh, Romano Mussolini. Oh, he's only born in 2003. Footballer, great grandson. Fuck, he's got a talent. So, yeah. I mean, not talent. Vittorio Mussolini was an Italian film critic and producer. He's also the second child of Italian dictator Benito Mussolini. I wonder, so I'm just going to look at him. I wonder if it was affected by his dad being. No! Died in 1997. So that's it. He's like, i just becomes a film critic. Yeah. Bambi. <laughs> Emotional at the end, too long to get there. Three stars. <laughs> Vittorio Mussolini. <laughs> it's like Hitler's kid becomes a blogger or something and starts writing. But Mussolini's clearly like a powerful name in Italy, whereas no one wants the name surname Hitler. No one's... Well, there isn't a surname, is there? It's gone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, Jody, did you, on your way back from uh, your raves on Saturday, perchance you told me you were carrying uh, a kilo of salt and you accidentally spilt it on a woman's allotment? 
Yeah, yeah, mm. by by accident. Well, I, you know that allotment was used to feed people. Have you seen that? Yeah, was that here? I thought that was in the states. No, it was here. Oh yeah, that woman. That was Jody on Sunday night. She, oh yeah, yeah, that lady. He was, stole a she kilo. Was growing food to feed feed people, and drunk Jody had stolen a kilo of salt from the hip hop cafe. So it was yeah. salted her land so she couldn't <laughs> feed people. Salted the, yeah, it's so <laughs> fucked up. Anyone hasn't seen this? This lady made a video crying because she used to have a veg patch where she'd fed one thousand five hundred people. It's a lot of people. It is that number seems a bit high to me because it it's about t- well, ten meters of space. I know the patch didn't look that big. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't like, know who you're feeding. Really? A carrot per person. <laughs> yeah, everybody. Tops. Yeah, fudged the numbers a bit. Yeah, she did. But fudge whatever, it's a nice, you know. Um. Anyway, uh, someone went and salted it because. Why not? Yeah, like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like she was punished like someone who lost in a war against Rome. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah, yeah. Rome. We're going to salt, salt the land earth. so nothing grows here. That's so bad. Finally, Norma Jean Mortensen. Do you know who that is? Is it your great-grandmother? Nope. Okay, I was just guessing. But I'd be proud if it was. Goodbye, Norma Jean. Yes, Jody. Who is it? I know who it is. Marilyn Monroe. Yep. She legally changed her name in 1956 to Marilyn Monroe. That makes sense because that was actually her name we know her as. But I think Norma Jean is could have been a name. Nope. No? Nor, it sounds like Because Norma Jean is two. It's, that's one name pretty much, isn't it? Yeah. Norma Jean Mortensen. Yeah, not quite the same as Marilyn Monroe, is it? No. Marilyn. Who do you think you are? Norma Jean Mortensen? <laughs> <laughs> You think Who she's you think hot? You, you should see Norma Jean Mortensen. No, it doesn't have the same ring yeah. to it. Marilyn Monroe mm. rolls off the tongue. And if you can't handle me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. Is that the me- quote used and abused by pieces of shit <laughs> <laughs> throughout the world ever since. <laughs> and on that note, I think we should leave. Well, well, we well, actually we've got some exciting stuff in the Patreon, don't we, Jody? We we very much do, yeah. I just thought though, if if she didn't change her name, Marilyn Manson would be Norma Jean Manson, which is kind of less, yeah, less. Intimidating. I don't think he would have called himself Norma Jean Manson. <laughs> no, I think maybe you know, it wouldn't have been as cool. Yeah, I don't think it w- it would have at all. Okay, well, now you know all you need to know about 1956. Now you know, and the bits you don't know, you can go and listen to it elsewhere. Yeah. If you're ever in a pub quiz, question comes up. Don't thank us now. Thank you for listening to mm-hmm. the Year Is podcast. And zoom in. What does that even mean? Come to our Patreon because we have some exciting stuff. Patreon.com slash the Year Is pod. Thanks to our super genius patrons, Christopher Spencer Matthew. Thanks to all our other listeners and our normal patrons. We appreciate you. Goodbye and good luck. Bye. Goodbye, Norma Jean. May you ever eat your grandma's pool. That was another episode of The Year Is. Thank you very much for listening. Please like and subscribe. Leave us a review. It all helps. I'd like to thank our producer, Jody, And also I'd like to thank uh, Josh Weller for our intro music and song. It's, uh, it's very catchy. It's very nice. I'm sure you'll enjoy it at the beginning. So big thanks to Josh Weller. He's on Instagram at Josh Weller. Josh Weller. Follow him and uh, keep spreading the word of The Year Is. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. 
They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.